It's smoky in the Carolinas, including here in Charlotte. An all-new edition of the Carolina Weather Group starts right now. Good evening from Charlotte, North Carolina. We are live with you for another edition of the Carolina Weather Group. It is Wednesday, July the 21st, 2021. I am James Briarton, joined alongside by Evan Fisher and Scotty Powell. And this week, we are talking about the smoky and hazy conditions that have rolled into the Carolinas. Evan's got some great photos. He's going to show us the now versus the normal, if you will. And Scotty's going to talk about what he saw today as well. Uh, here in just a moment, we're going to get a bit of a recap cap from our friend Chris Mulcahy at WCNC Charlotte. But to kick things off, I want to invite all of you at home watching right now to comment where you are and what you saw today. Was it smoky? Was it hazy? What did you experience? Because we want to make you a part of tonight's broadcast. But uh, as Chris Mulcahy is going to explain with the help of Evan Fisher, these uh, smoky, hazy conditions are going to be with us for a few more days. And they're impressive and scary all at the same time. And uh, Chris is going to uh, bring us up to speed right now. Carolinas, we use the words hot and humid all the time, but now we officially have the three H's activated over the next few days. Hazy being added to the equation. We can actually blame this on what happened off towards the west from those wildfires. So I want to show you this. This is very cool. One of my favorite people to follow on Twitter, Evan Fisher. Look at this. North Carolina haze difference. The picture on the left was taken in March of 2021. This one was taken on Tuesday. Wow, you can barely see off into the mountain passes. That is that smoke physically in the upper levels. And right now here on Beach Mountain, you're looking at some clouds, you're looking at some fog off in the distance, but also some smoke is mixing in here. And that's gonna be the forecast. Look at the key above my head. Once you start seeing the oranges and the reds, that is a lot of smoke. So this is an above a moderate level of smoke that's falling along the jet stream being pushed into the Carolinas. More so North Carolina, it starts to exponentially go down the further south that you go. But then this stream is going to be here for your Thursday, for your Friday. Friday, I think levels are going to be the worst. It's very interesting. Uh, you saw how those conditions are going to be advancing and continuing through the Carolinas for tomorrow. That's why most of North Carolina has an air quality alert in effect. We'll talk about that. Special thanks, of course, to Evan Fisher but also Chris Mulcahy and WCNC Charlotte for sharing that with us. Uh, Vivian, who's watching on Facebook right now, says her conditions are clear. Now, she's up in Scotty's neck of the woods, so we're going to get Scotty's perspective. He visited Hickory Airport. We're also going to hear from our own Dan Whitaker, who was in Wilkesboro today, was it? Yes. Uh, so we do want to hear from you and let us know what you are seeing. And if you're watching from South Carolina, officials there as well, advising of degraded atmospheric conditions. You know, guys, the air quality alert is something we see when it's like really hot and stagnant outside. But this is all because of those particles in the atmosphere from the smoke and from the haze. So if you're elderly, really young have a respiratory condition. Officials are advising you to limit your time outside, uh, maybe stay inside with the doors and windows closed, running a central air conditioner that might have a filter on it will help keep the air nice and clean in your house. Um, but Evan, let's talk about some of these photos you captured today and also maybe bring the satellite image up first if you could let our viewers understand that this smoke, this haze, it's traveling a really long distance. Sure. Yeah, James, I'm going to pull up some Satellite imagery to show y'all uh, the current loop we've got coming out of 
the west, uh, western U.S. and western Canada. Uh, if you can see this here, you can see a plume of smoke. Look all the way off to the west towards California. California. You can see one of the bigger fires ongoing out there right now, just producing tons and tons of smoke. And it's getting picked up, carried up and over a ridge, and then down into the central U.S. into the southeastern United States, particularly here in the Carolinas. You can see a kind of a milky color, a milky haze hanging over everywhere from New Mexico to the eastern seaboard. Uh, so th this is a pretty prolific smoke event for the eastern Car eastern United States, and one of the biggest we've had in recent years, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, the last time I remember seeing smoke like this was 2016 when we had some big fires locally. Um, but yeah, James, if, if you'll pull up the photos, I did take a trip up to, we'll call it Craggy Gardens uh, yesterday to, for the sake of some secrecy, I took a trip up to Craggy Gardens yesterday evening um, and got to see some now, uh, some today, We'll make a comparison, I guess, between today's smoke and smoke from a few months ago. So this photo that James has pulled up right now, this is actually from a webcam. Um, this is from the GR, the Clingman's Dome webcam, all the way out on the North Carolina-Tennessee state line. You can see on the left-hand side, those are the current smoky conditions from this afternoon. And on the right-hand side, if I'm right and left are correct. Um, we have uh, a webcam image from January. I believe there were three of these, James. The other two come from uh, Purchase Knob out in the Smokies as well. You can see just how incredibly poor the visibility is out there. Along with it, the air quality is just, just abysmal by North Carolina standards, some of the worst it's been in years. And this last one comes from Look Rock observation tower out in eastern Tennessee. As you can see what it's like just on the other side of the state line as well. Um, this is the one that is breathtaking. Yes, thank you, James. This is the one, I apologize, this is the one I started to intro on before I realized where we were. This is the photo I was I took yesterday and then spliced yesterday evening. On the right-hand side, you can see the photo I took near Craggy Garden yesterday evening at sunset the smoke the haze just obscuring all of the ridges uh, one of the clear days we've had so I won't, that was a usual day but a clear day by western north carolina standards um, when you could see upwards of 10 mountain ranges out there all the way out towards the state line and then you can see yesterday you could barely see past craggy gardens uh, maybe one the lower parts of the craggy the great craggy mountains just beyond that, but certainly no other unique ranges out towards the state lines. Just, just incredible reduction in visibility from this smoke out west. A absolutely. Could you bring that satellite picture back up to Evan? Because I want to point out some of the other major cities that are impacted. And of course, this photo, the colors are imp very impressive. And also just that comparison is 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 quite breathtaking. That's what got Chris Mulcahy's attention at WCNC. Uh, again, here's that satellite image that Evan was showing us a moment ago. You can see on the West Coast, if you're watching us live tonight, if you're listening to us on our audio podcast, all of these breathtaking images and video will be linked inside the description. But you can see Northern California, Southern Oregon, just areas where the smoke or it does kind of look like clouds, but that smoke that is streaming up. But then if you look past a lot of the atmospheric clouds that you're used to seeing on radar and just kind of watch, you can almost trace it across the United States. But where we do have have a clearing otherwise with with no other clouds to kind of contend or, or compete in the signal with as you get into the mid-atlantic into north carolina the picture almost looks 
fuzzy and it's the haze that's that's in the atmosphere and i'll tell you guys driving home today every time i turned a corner my brain kept going trouble ahead smoke ahead as i was driving on the interstate as if i was going to come up on a car fire or a brush fire or something on the side of the road because just down in the distance the color was degraded i even stepped out of my house before you guys tell me if i'm crazy but i was like something's burning and i think it was just the smoke and the haze that was in the atmosphere yeah and i I really noticed um as the day went on at least here in western north carolina the smoke really really got thicker and uh right before sunset we've got some video that i shot um that we can air here in a little bit but uh as the sun was setting uh this evening around seven o'clock as you can see right here uh that is just really thick and it was the thickest that we've seen um all day here in the western uh north carolina so uh kind of blurted out the sun a little bit Uh, i would have loved to have been able to check out the uh, the sunset uh, but we were recording a podcast, so I didn't get to check it out. But uh, the one good thing about these smoky days, there's not a lot of good things about it. But the one good thing is it, it gives off vivid colors at sunset. And right. So, very maybe if, so maybe if you captured the sunset, you can send those pictures along to us. But uh, yeah, just a really just really thick, smoky day. And unfortunately, uh, looks like we're going to continue this trend through uh, tomorrow and maybe even into uh, Friday. Yeah, in just a moment, Dan Whitaker is going to explain to us how the measures, the particles in the atmosphere and the numbers are very impressive. The other thing I want to mention with regards to just the almost the cloud layer layer or the or the filter over the sun in the atmosphere. Did you guys experience this yesterday? It was like eight o'clock. My family were we were walking around the block and I just stood in front of the house for a second. And the way the sun, the setting sun behind the smoke and the haze and the clouds was shining through my brain had this jet lag moment almost like you have during a time change or when you travel where i was thinking to myself if you told me it was two o'clock in the afternoon right now and not eight o'clock i would believe you (laughs) because it was just that bright it was just Mm -hmm. like you were just shining a flashlight through a filter and so the light was just getting diffused to the point where it seemed like a cloudy afternoon it was I, maybe 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 you all think I'm crazy. There's, no. there's, there's been a really interesting tweet that came out from the North Carolina State Climate Office. Um, we can retweet it on social media here after this, just to bring it back up to the top of our feed. But it showed solar radiation at some of the various weather stations across the Carolinas, and the, the to make it simple, the amount of sun that's making it to the surface is less now because of all the smoke that's in the atmosphere. So Makes solar sense. radiation, um, which perhaps is a bit nerdy and most people don't think about the word solar radiation in their, their day-to-day life. Um, but it's a great way to measure how much less sunlight there is actually making it through that, that layer. Maybe it, it's more diffuse and yeah. spread out um, almost Mars like though. I've never actually, been Mars. <laughs> and it definitely, it definitely, I mean, I know it was still 90 degrees today in some places, but uh, it definitely cut the temperature down a few degrees today. So, you know, if we didn't have all that smoke uh, that we had today and yesterday evening, you know, temperatures could have definitely been in the mid nineties today instead of around 90, where a lot of people finally landed. And um, that'll be the case for the next few days because the heat is definitely going to build into the weekend until next yeah. week. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, we're going to get to Dan Whitaker in, in just a second. But as we were talking, we were talking about the way light works. I th- remembered I had this light sitting here on my desk. And what I feel like the difference is, is like this would be like normal day. And then if you work in production, 
this is how my brain keeps interpreting what's happening outside. It's like there's a filter over it. So the difference, mm-hmm. I don't want to sh- shine this and blind you all at home, but if I were to turn this on, right? <laughs> but it gets it gets brighter without it, and then it kind of it it gets more diffused uh, when you add this little little plastic layer to it. Uh, look for studio improvements coming coming my <laughs> way sometime soon. <laughs> Um, again, great demonstration, uh, though. I mean, that, thank you. This is this is how I felt. Like the whole world was just like through one of these. Um, Pam in uh, in YouTube chat. I remember when Mount St. Helen erupted. Somebody said this to me at work today too, and we had ash in our cars in Colombia. Really, not all that long ago. So yeah, ash is another one of those right guys that can just get picked up and travel through the atmosphere a little hazy says susan on facebook in newton today uh pam here again telling us again a little intermittent sunshine uh as you make your way into uh south carolina saying hello to evan in the comments as well too so today as you made your way further south from our perspective here in north carolina into south carolina conditions improved but as chris mulcahy was showing us off the top of the show uh they can expect to see some more of this tomorrow greenville south carolina uh hazy there as well too i like this one did you guys see this one from from sherry watching in south carolina it was a little hazy today and i told my hubby that it looked like smoke now i can say i won the debate you're welcome (laughs) Glad I'm glad we could help. Uh, and Vivian also watching on Facebook, speaking of her husband who has COPD and acknowledging that our conversation earlier in the show about air quality uh, is is good for them to know. So appreciate uh, you all. Go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of that, I saw that comment. So I pulled up the air quality color guide. And uh, this is from uh, the Can you try screen sharing it again. I don't yeah. I, I don't see it. I will do that right now. And this is from uh, North Carolina. This is uh, a uh, kind of a guideline or what to expect. And so tomorrow, most of North Carolina, except like the Wilmington area, that's the only area that's not in uh, code orange. But uh, children, active people, older adults, and those with heart or lung disease like asthma limit prolonged or heavy uh, exercise outdoors. Uh, So this is even starting to affect the more healthier people. You know, children, active people, uh, they still uh, need to be uh, limiting yourself or limit uh, your your duration outside tomorrow as uh, as we really get into the thick of this. And um, that air quality alert goes through all of uh, Thursday into Friday at midnight. We'll have to see if that gets extended, which it could as uh, as this uh, the jet stream really kind of set up with this northwesterly flow into the area. So uh, right, code we're orange for here. tomorrow. We're seeing it here. We're seeing it in New York. We're seeing it in Washington, D.C. We're seeing it in places like Chicago. Take a look right now. Here's the National Weather Service bulletins across the country. It's the gray we're zeroing in on. Those are the air quality alerts, which, yes, uh, at least regionally are called code orange. But on this map, they're gray. We'll debate color tables some other time. But you can <laughs> see all how this affects uh, all different aspects of the country. And now... Without further ado, here is Dan Whitaker in Wilkesboro explaining his observations, but also wait till you hear these numbers. You'll explain. It'll really help you understand why the air quality alerts are in effect. Here's Dan. Well, on my particle count that I just took, uh, we are seeing numbers in the hundreds of thousands for the 0.3 and 0.5 micron size. These are small uh, particles, which are typically uh, things like smoke and and other uh, outdoor uh, particles you would see. But we're seeing a major elevation today where we typically see numbers close to um, 50,000 or 100,000. We're seeing 950,000. 
Um, so it's definitely making a big difference today in the air quality. You can see it in some places you can smell it and we can measure it here with the particle counter. So yeah, let's let's just say that again. He normally has 50,000, maybe up to 150,000 measurements of these particles in the air. 950,000. Mm. That is that is absolutely incredible. He also shot some gorgeous drone video. But just look at the the wow. colors. The colors are beautiful. But we're getting that halo effect around the sun. We're getting those diffuse, rich colors because of all of those particles in the atmosphere. So as stunning as these pictures are from Dan, like most pictures are from Dan, again, <laughs> air quality alert means that we'll need to um, practice some some safety if you are susceptible. Again, that tends to be the elderly, the young, those with respiratory conditions and Ironically enough, if you are going to be spending a lot of time outside, as Scotty was showing you on the chart, many of us are probably still carrying one of these guys in our back pocket and they'll help. The masks will help with this as well, because this is a respiratory thing. And, and so that's something for you to consider if you do find yourself outside and it's irritating you. Um, I, I would even think your eyes, right? Your eyes are exposed to it. And so glasses or sunglasses or something like that might also help yeah and even dan said in our internal chat that we have that uh, i'm going to pull it back up here for a second but uh seeing that some of those particles are actually getting into homes and buildings and stuff like that that he's noticed uh this evening so uh it's uh 10 to 20 10 to 20 times the rise in indoors today as well so uh really starting to to aggravate you and i know from me personally i've kind of had like the like the nasally and the eye watery mm -hmm. so uh you know if you have bad allergies and stuff it definitely could uh, activate those as well yeah good reminder to change your air filters in your air conditioner if you haven't already if you have central air um you're supposed to do it i think every three months you know, I'm not saying that I remember to do it every three months, but <laughs> it's uh, it's a it's a good reminder nonetheless. Uh, so those air quality alerts will continue through tomorrow. And uh, Scotty, I think you had something else you were going to yeah, add there. Yeah, I, I just wanted to. Um, I, I I'm not seeing it here on our screen, but I had a tweet earlier today, and somebody was wanting to know, well, how does smoke from California and Canada kind of get into our areas? So uh, I'll be the first to to admit I'm not a firefighter. I don't know much about uh, smoke plumes and all that, but I can tell you this is uh, there's numerous fires. I mean, James, you, I know in the news business that that's been a big story and uh, you know, there's numerous fires out in California, Oregon, Washington, over into Idaho, Colorado, Utah. I mean, you just name it the West coast. There's, there's definitely a lot of fire. Um, earlier this week, we had a cold front and I use that cold term loosely because relatively speaking not really cold but we had a, a switch in air mass and, and so it presented a lot of rain uh in the carolinas this weekend and earlier this week but we're now on the uh, the northern side of that stalled front or washed out front yeah. and so we've had a a, a change in, in the wind direction we're getting a northwest flow as uh high pressure settles in and so that smoke is actually uh is it's traveling in the jet stream now i know the jet stream is like five to nine miles above our head like where the where the airplanes fly and stuff like that so i'm um, not saying that the smoke's traveling that far into the atmosphere but 
the column of smoke is traveling with the jet stream and some we call the lower level jets. Yeah. There's a ton of it. So I I like to, when I do school presentations, say, uh, imagine the jet stream is like interstate. You're trying to get from one place to the other. So that smoke is traveling and following the jet stream and it's going up into Canada and over the great lakes into the Southeast with the high pressure, that dome of high pressure. And so that's where we're getting the smoke. That's how we're getting uh, these hazy and, and smoky days. And uh, looks like we're going to be remaining in this weather pattern at least through the next few days until that stationary front tries to move back up over the weekend and it gives us those storm chances. And, you know, I know we just had a lot of rain, but if we could get some more rain and kind of wash the atmosphere out uh, from all this smoke, I don't think a lot of people would be upset with that. But uh, it's basically that front that moved through high pressure set up and with the northwesterly flow. Evan, you know all about northwesterly flow. Um, it really drives in that that um, that air mass and the weather that's going going on over the Great Lakes into the Midwest. That's kind of the driver of our weather. And, and so we're that's where we're seeing a lot of the smoke coming from as it rides up and over that, that dome of high pressure. Oh, yeah. One thing to hear, especially with the Northwest flow, um, James, see how good you are on the fly. My latest tweet, I believe, on Twitter, uh, it's a sunset photo vertical. Uh, if, we, if we could pull that up, that'd be awesome. So basically, we are on this. We're underneath the dome of high pressure right now. The front is stalled out. We've got a cutoff low off into the northeast, um, but the smoke is hanging. Yeah, that's the one right there. The smoke is hanging down on the surface. That's because we have high pressure, so we have some subsidence, and we also have a weak temperature inversion. So this photo, um, if it's possible to blow it up, maybe, maybe not. Um, there it is. So you can see how the smoke hangs low on the horizon. So uh, I've seen questions about can the this, this smoke be torn apart by high winds higher, in the, uh, higher up in the atmosphere? Sure, if it were to make it up there. But right now, our smoke is concentrated down near the surface. This is one of the photos I took yesterday as well. You can see that smoke layer is generally below 7,000 feet or so and up above that it's a whole lot clearer just because it's being pressed down held underneath the temperature inversion and held down by that higher pressure Um, it's very interesting synoptically good explanation of that is when you shoot off fireworks at night and you kind of see that smoke hover around the ground same same exact idea with with that so it's Hopefully like when you take off in an airplane some. and you get above the right, you take off like in a cloudy day in an airplane and then you come back through it on the other side and like things are fine up above it. You just got to get. Yeah, right you gotta I get think that's that. the answer. Scotty, I think this is the answer to that tweet we had. Yeah. And, and um, Chris, Chris uh, showed the uh, the picture. Of, I think it was Beach Mountain, uh, Beach Mountain, right at like the five, six thousand feet. Evan would know way more than I do elevation wise, but it's kind of hanging right in that that layer of, uh, of the smokiest air. And that's why today on the, the Beach Mountain cam, uh, it seemed like it was almost cloudy, but that was just a lot of smoke. So uh, one thing I want to talk about smoke forecast, um, James, I'm going to share my screen here. Okay. Uh, this is the latest HRR run. And, and you've probably heard us uh, talk about the HRR run with severe weather and things like that. But there's also a smoke product. Uh, just know that the reds, the deeper reds, the oranges, that's the heavier concentration of smoke. And so, as you can see, as we go throughout tonight into tomorrow, that layer of red and orange, that highly uh, dense uh, area of smoke is really going to settle along from Nashville, Tennessee, all the way through North Carolina, and even portions of the upstate of South Carolina. If I can stop this at the last loop. 
you can see that smoke starting to push into the Columbia area, uh, but really from Greenville up to Charlotte, up to Greensboro, back towards Knoxville, Nashville, uh, that's where we're seeing a lot of the smoke. So uh, that is kind of what a depiction of the latest uh, weather model shows um, for tonight into the first part of tomorrow. So when you wake up uh, on Thursday morning, you'll probably notice that smoky haze uh, in, in the air. And unfortunately with this, it only goes out to 18 hours. So we don't have a full loop of what it's going to look like tomorrow but uh, as you can see there's a lot of red and orange back up over indiana ohio illinois uh, back into missouri and, and with northwest flow that's where our air or our motion of weather will be coming from so uh, it's safe to say that we're going to see a smoky day tomorrow and into friday and when you combine that with this tweet from WCNC Charlotte Chief Meteorologist Brad Panovich, you can see that it's not just one fire, not just two fire, but it's dozens of fires that are all contributing to the smoke all along the path of that jet stream, which is amplifying it and keeping it uh, a healthy supply of smoke or a non-healthy supply of smoke. Uh, but I mean, like, look at this. This is uh, the bootleg fire, as many as 400,000 acres of forest have burned over 15 days imagery not only shows the fire but the, all the smoke and have you guys heard that some of these fires are so hot that they're producing their own weather mm -hmm. they're causing clouds because to oversimplify it weather right is is rising heat in the atmosphere it condensates it causes clouds well this is just a massive micro version of that and we're they're literally battling do I understand this correctly? What I heard on the radio this morning, like dry thunderstorms where they're mm -hmm. getting cumulonimbus clouds that don't necessarily have precipitation, but they have everything else. Yeah. Py pyrocumulonimbus clouds. And basically it's a thunderstorm with little to no rain. And when that happens, you have lightning striking on dry ground already. And it's just a vicious cycle of, of new fires being, being found. So. Yeah. Not to mention the pyro tornadoes. That's a whole yes, yeah, that too. Our thing. And was it oh, was it last year? It was they issued the first ever tornado warning for one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I've not seen one recently, but like you said, last year there was definitely yeah. one or two that that um, warnings that were issued. So uh, I would say this on, on top of this, this will probably happen in a couple of months from now. But uh, our good friend, John Q, uh, which is meteorologist down at National Weather Service in Columbia, he's actually out in the West Coast right now as an incident uh, management uh, meteorologist out there. So he's providing briefings to forest fire, uh, to the people fighting this fire. So um, my hope is to get John Q onto the show and kind of talk about this IMET program that we're, we have meteorologists here in the Southeast who are being deployed out West to help with the weather coverage and forecasts. So so uh, maybe uh, in the coming months, we can get John Q on and kind of talk about what all is going on in this insane uh, world of battling fires um, out on the West Coast and uh, continuously battling new fires. So uh, that's something to look forward to as we get into the fall time uh, when John Q. Get, I can't remember. I think they're deployed maybe two, three, four weeks at most. Uh, so we'll, we'll get a hold of John Q. and, and see if he can kind of come in and give us the behind the scenes details of exactly what's going on um, during these fires. And speaking of wildfires and climate, we were originally going to bring you tonight an episode with North Carolina's state climatologist. She talks about a lot of the stuff. We've moved that episode to next week, pending any sort of other 
real-time weather <laughs> things to tell you about. But um, Evan, if you could just summarize for us a little bit of the conversation you guys had with her. You recorded in June. It's going to be a brand new episode of the Carolina Weather Group, but you guys talk a little bit about wildfires, if I recall correctly. Sure. Yeah. So we had Dr. Kathy Dello on, a wonderful, wonderful guest to have on the show. Like you said, James, she is a North Carolina state climatologist. Uh, honestly, it was one of my favorite shows that we've done probably of 2021, uh, if not longer than that, because we got to truly nerd out about North Carolina and mostly North Carolina. Sorry, South Carolina folks. This one was mostly North Carolina centric climate conversation to talk about some of the tools that they have to offer at the state climate office, as well as some of the ways that they monitor uh, our climate and uh, assess changes in it. Um, They do so much cool stuff over there. Dr. Kathy, Dr. Nello is such a, uh, a great interactive guest. You guys will really enjoy it when that show airs next week. And I'll tease it. Their weather network that they use to observe weather as a part of making climate data is getting a new location. There's going to be a never before observed location that is coming on the network. That's the tease. It's going to be a good one, a real good one. Next week, Carolina Weather Group. Subscribe wherever you get your audio podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube, give us a like, a follow, hit the bell and all that jazz so that uh, you know when new episodes are up or when live shows just like this one are up. And before we go, I'm going to do it. Here we go. We're watching the chance of a development of a tropical system in the Atlantic Basin. This has a 30% chance of developing. Uh, Scotty, I know you were keeping your eyes on this, but this this area of circulation right now is not over water, right? Yeah, so uh, funny thing, we were talking about that, that stalled out front, stationary yeah. front. Uh, well, this is the remnant of this front. Uh, it's I really hate this front. Yeah, and if you were on, we did a live show, I don't know, when was Elsa? Two weeks ago, I think? Yes. Two weeks ago? Yes, it was. And we talked about homegrown systems, you know, homegrown tropical Mm -hmm. systems. Well, here you go, a la whatever this could become of this. Thankfully, right now, there's a very low chance, I think 30% chance over the next five days of development. But I will say this, it's over. We'll be moving over the Gulf Stream. Uh, Favorably warm uh water there so uh i wouldn't totally you know write this off uh as uh, we know homegrown systems especially off the southeast coast are, are pretty common That's so, the spot uh, th- for them. yeah this is something we'll have to watch uh definitely if you have any beach plans right now i wouldn't cancel or anything just keep an eye on it we'll keep an eye on it as well but uh, it's just something to watch thankfully there's no um there's no tropical development out over the atlantic where you know, yeah. uh, we call the main development region. That's uh, kind of shut down right now because of Saharan dust layer uh, that's moving off the coast of Africa. So, yeah, not so only do we have we like dust in the, in the yeah, air, not only do we have wildfire smoke, but coming next week, parts of Texas is going to see dusty skies from this dust that's coming in off Africa, which is not all uh, un- not all too uncommon for, for this yeah. time of the year, but uh, definitely going to watch that. Uh, we have to watch those homegrown systems just because they can create just nasty days uh, off the coast. And we all know last uh, two weeks ago with Elsa, it wasn't really a big storm, but it had some big impacts along the coast. So we'll have to just pay attention to what happens down there. And lastly, I just want to mention um, that high pressure that we talked about really going to set up shop 
next week. And uh, there's signs that we could see some of the hottest days of the summer coming for uh, portions of uh, the Carolinas next week as we get into the mid to late part of next week. Uh, temperatures in the mid to maybe even upper 90s for some people. So it's going to be really hot next week. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's summertime here in the Carolinas. Who knows what we're going to get, but uh, you can guarantee heat and humidity this time of the year. So Stay inside and watch the Olympics. Uh, before we go, <laughs> want to let everybody know that if you are a subscriber to the Carolina Weather Group podcast on Spotify, you are getting a summer extra to help you cope with all of that heat and humidity. We are doing Spotify exclusive episodes uh, that are called panelist playlists they drop sunday they are a way for you to get to know us here at the carolina weather group so we've got one out with scotty powell there's one out with me they are the shows that uh, have the little music notes in the title of the episode and they contain a fully licensed real music that we are hand selecting because we want to share with you and uh, the shows don't cost you anything to listen to this music if you are a spotify premium subscriber already you'll get to listen to the full track if you're not paying for spotify that's okay i'm not here to sell you spotify you'll get to listen to at least 30 seconds of each one of those songs to help get the uh the jazz and the tune of what it is we're trying to do so scotty uh what, what was it that you talked about what should people go check out your playlist for? So um, my theme, we all have a theme. My theme is, if you don't know this, uh, hopefully you do by now, but I love summertime. I could have summertime 365 days of the week year and i would be okay with it but uh one thing i love to do in the summer is just uh roll the the sunroof back open the windows and just jam out to some really good uh driving tunes that are summer related so that's my theme so you get everything from darius rucker to earth wind and fire to justin bieber so yeah that's such a weird combination (laughs) and james let's learn a little bit about yours i mean yours is one of your passions that you and your son love to do we, we did all songs that are about trains uh, because my son and I like to do model trains. We like to go out and see real trains. Uh, and the title of the episode kind of plays off of, you know, storm chasing. But have you ever heard of train chasing? We'll take you into the world of rail fanning. So uh, find us on Spotify. Evan Fisher. Where's your playlist? Is it yeah, coming? Mine's coming up. It's not out yet. Um, it will be recorded and stitched together soon, but it's going to have uh, an Appalachian feel, mostly folky music, uh, but I'm also going to throw in uh, a few 50s songs because I am a real sucker for old stuff. Um, actually, Pam, if you're still watching, Pam, you once told me on Twitter that you think I'm a bit of an old soul, and I do love some truly some older music. Uh, I think it's great. So you'll 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 get a glimpse into that uh, that part of me. Do you still have the guitar next to you? I do. Yes. Are you going to play us something? Are you going to play oh, us out? No, absolutely not. But it is brand new, just purchased from Guitar Center. Um, maybe I'll I'll include one of my tracks. I don't have any tracks. I can barely play a <laughs> song. I get so bored. All right. Next time you're playing us out. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. That does it for this edition of the Carolina Weather Group. We're back every Wednesday with a brand new episode. You can find us anytime, wherever you get audio podcasts. And of course, on YouTube, check out the daily Carolina Weather Net streaming for free. No cable or satellite subscription needed to check out everything you need to know about Carolina weather with real time conditions, your forecast and real time alerts. So find Carolina Weather Group. Heck, on whatever platform you're on. On behalf of Evan, Scotty, I'm James Brighton. We'll see you again next week. 
from the Carolina Weather Group. Evan, still live. Pam's still here. We're still here, and Pam's still here. She's looking forward to your playlist. Good deal. This is our Avengers after the credit scene. Awesome. After Carolina Weather Group, after dark. That many people get to see this. That's right. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Ciao.